0: Well, praise the Lord and welcome to our Romans teaching today. We're in chapter two, and this is session two. Uh, we have just finished teaching chapter one in Romans, and uh, there's 23 sessions, 23 CDs. All these messages, all these teachings, are on my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. And they're there for you, free of charge. Do what you want with them. Make CDs, DVDs, listen to them over and over. It's all free on YouTube. And uh, I, But I do want to let you know, if you have to have the CDs... Uh, we will make all 23 CDs for you mail them to you all for a small fee of50 dollars but uh, just I want you to know that's not about the money uh, some people just want CDs uh, for their vehicle some player they have in their home or on the job or whatever and we will make those CDs for you send them out to you and uh, for for a small donation of50 dollars for 23 uh, teaching CDs. But again, they're all on the YouTube channel Curtis Hutchinson 316 avail yourself to all of them I pray that you would all of our services are are on the YouTube channel Uh, the Galatians teaching is on the YouTube channel as it is ongoing now live every Friday morning at 9am you can watch that live on my YouTube uh, channel on my Facebook uh, page Pastor Curtis or on our website thecrosswaychurch.com So I encourage you to avail yourself that, if you want to learn the Word of God in truth, not just what the Bible says, but what the Bible means. And the Bible means that you can be redeemed, you can live saved without sin dominating you, you can walk with God, talk with God, no matter what Hollywood uh, says, making fun of us. Jesus said, my sheep, the sheep of my pasture, they follow me and they hear my voice, praise God. And you can't follow the Lord unless you can hear Him. And the Bible says that in these last days, in Hebrews 1, 1, and 2, that God speaks to us by His Son. And there He's referring to what His Son did on the cross so that we could have His Spirit and we could follow Him as our great shepherd. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, uh, again, we are in the book of Romans, chapter 2, and this is our second session. So... Uh, I would just ask the Lord today that he would bless us with the bread of life, with uh, the word of God that needs to be engrafted into our hearts, that we would have ears to hear, hearts that are receptive today, uh, that we might grow in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Not of anything else, but His knowledge, His grace that we would grow in that. Praise God. That's my desire, my prayer for myself and for all of you today. And one more thing before we dig in. Share these messages on social media. Invite your friends to subscribe to my YouTube channel so they can begin to actually learn the Word of God. Not in some man's opinion, but how Scripture defines Scripture. Scripture explains Scripture and we don't bring our opinions and our thoughts in. We just let God's Word describe, explain, instruct us in other parts of God's Word, define God's Word and lead us by His Spirit according to the Word of God as it pertains to the living Word of God, Jesus Christ and what He did at Calvary. Praise God. So I believe where we left off, let's just back up and read verse 1. We'll roll into this second chapter a little further today. Chapter 2 says, Therefore you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are that judges. means condemns. For wherein you condemn another, you condemn yourself. For you that condemn, you do the same things. And what he's saying here, and remember he's talking to the church. He's writing this letter of Romans to the Roman church. It's it's to the church. Saved, spirit-filled, blood-bought, People of God. This letter's to them. and he's So what he's saying to the church is important for us. And what he's trying to get them to see here, he's just got through explaining that uh, the people who didn't like to retain God in their knowledge, they... Became backbiters and men pleasers and covenant breakers and all the last like the last uh, uh, three of the four verses in in the last uh, part of chapter one describes all these people who instead of living after the knowledge of God, they live according to the flesh, and these things happen. but then he's talking to the church and letting us know that although the world's out there living like they're doing, and even when the church, those that know God get caught up, fall from grace. And get caught up in these bondages, don't condemn them because you are guilty of the same thing. That's what the Bible is saying. Don't, don't listen to those preachers out there that, that's telling you uh, that, that you can't walk in condemnation. The Bible here says if you condemn another, you're condemned. You're, that's what the, the Bible teaches. Amen. Don't go with what you think. Don't go with what preacher Joe said. Go with what the Bible says and the Holy Spirit will be able to lead you. Amen. He says, but we are sure that the judgment of God not, not, listen to this, but we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. That means all we have to offer as a church to those who are bound in sin Unless we're going to be found in the same condemnation by condemning them, all we've got to offer them is the truth—the same truth that saved us and delivered us. Forgave, God forgave us through our acknowledging of the truth. God gave us repentance. Second Timothy chapter two verses twenty-four through twenty-six says that when one acknowledges the truth, God will give, peradventure, perhaps. Repentance. You have to acknowledge the truth to get repentance because the truth is the judgment of God against, it says right here, against them which commit such things. Condemning someone has never led anyone to the repentance of God. No, it's the offering of truth. It's our mission. When folks go out on the street, I'm talking about Christian folks, go out on the street and just bash and condemn people living in sin. Just scream at them and tell them they're going to hell. Condemn them. Condemning them without giving them the truth. And listen, even if you give them the truth, you can't condemn them. All you can offer is the truth. See, see, where we miss it, folks, as a church is, we think we have to do more than we're called to do. We actually begin to try to play the part of the Holy Spirit. And that's really... If we'll be honest with ourselves, for years we've done that. We've not only wanted to go out and tell them the way to be saved, but we wanted to first condemn them. And let me tell you something. The truth does everything that needs to be done. The truth being preached brings the conviction of sin by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible means by the preaching of the cross is the power of God. It convicts the sinner and it has the power to save also the sinner. Hallelujah. That's good news. Not only does the message of the cross have the power to save, but first it must hold the power because it is the truth to convict of sin. Amen. And so when we hear that (coughs) we're born under law, we're already condemned. Not because we're committing acts of sin, but we're committing acts of sin because we're already condemned. We're all born condemned. That's why our mission, you need to understand that when you read Romans. Right here where we're reading it, Paul's talking to the church. If you're condemning someone, you're guilty of the same thing. I preached a message several years ago entitled, Drop the Rocks. You can get a copy of that if you'll just email the ministry or put a thecrosswaychurch.com. Go on there. uh, Let us know you want that. Uh, About $3, we'll send you a copy of that preaching CD. It's so far back. It's not on the YouTube uh, channel, I do not believe. But uh, you and I, need to understand this message that I preached was entitled Drop the Rocks because the only ones that are throwing rocks of condemnation are those who are living in condemnation. That's not the Lord's will. Those who are walking under the truth will share the truth. Those who are under grace will share the message that brings grace. Those that are under law will bring a lawful message. Romans 3.19 says the law speaks to those who are under it. That's why every person out there that's trying to preach that you have to do something, you actually have to do something If you're going to be born again, even if they try to use God's word and teach that you have to be water baptized to be born again. Remember, that's you doing something, and that's the law, the letter that kills. They're under the law, so the law speaks to them, and through them the law speaks. The law only speaks to those that are under it, Romans 3.19, and law is what you do. And under law is where condemnation exists. Those that are out there, I'm talking about Christians that are out there condemning people, it's because they're walking in a place of condemnation. You need to remember that. That's what the Bible teaches. Mm, That's powerful. All we've got to offer is the truth. That is it. The Lord can comfort them through the truth, save them through the truth. Sanctify them through the truth because the truth is the judgment of God against sin. Amen. And the truth is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Not just Jesus. He's not my truth without my faith in the cross. He's not my daily bread today without my faith in the cross. When I move my faith from the cross, the sacrifice of Christ today, to the government of twelve, the purpose driven, anything I think I must do to have the power of God functioning in my life, I, I... I'm reading a book of law that the law has spoken to the author and through him, the law is attempting to speak to me. But the Bible clearly says that those that are under grace, the law is not speaking to them. The law only speaks to those under the law. The law is speaking to men today that write these books to start the ministry, such as Promise Keepers, the, the Accountability Movement, the, the Government of Twelve, the, the Purpose Driven, the, the Covering Thing, that you have to have a covering. And they use Scripture, but they use it as the letter that kills, because they are not walking in their place as a New Testament minister, enabled by the Spirit to minister the New testament 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 6 through 9 there are two things that legitimize a true new testament minister and new testament ministry it is of the spirit and it is of righteousness that's it 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 6 through 9 look it up take a note listen to it later write it down go look at it ask God to help you new testament ministry the holy spirit only enables His people to minister the New Testament by His Spirit, by righteousness. It's by the Spirit and by righteousness. And righteousness does not come by the law. If it does, Christ died in vain, Galatians 2 and 21. And righteousness only comes by the grace of God through the death of Jesus. That's initially to be born again. That's daily to bear forth the fruits of righteousness by the grace of God. It is daily faith in the cross. People who turn away from the cross thinking they need other things, that's the law speaking to them because they've gone back under the law and the law says you need more than the cross. Grace says the cross is all you need. Hallelujah! That's good stuff right there, my friend. And to reject what right now is being said is a rejection of scriptures, and a rejection of scripture is a rejection of God. He won't work in your life based on your desire for Him too, based on your tears, based on your your worship. Based on He only works in truth. Psalms thirty three four. For the word of the Lord is right, and all His works are done in truth. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. What a revelation this is today. So he says here in Romans chapter 2 verse 2 but we, these are the folks who are with Paul the mindset of Paul, the faith that Paul had with their faith exclusively in the cross of Jesus Christ which is the truth that made us free from sin. Hallelujah. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. And that is the message of the cross. And do you think, and, and thinkest thou this, O man, that judge them, condemn them, which do such things, and do the same, that you shall escape the judgment of God? No. We will not escape. The Bible in the New Testament, forget the Joseph Prince folks that are telling you there's no need for the Christian to ever repent. That's a lie. You and I can fall into sin. The the, the entire letter to this Roman church was to keep them, or a lot of the letter to the Roman church was to keep them from falling into sin. And those that had already showing them the way out of sin, repentance by acknowledging the truth, which is the judgment of God. Hallelujah. Don't listen to these false preachers today. Don't listen to them just because they've got millions of dollars coming in. Let me tell you something. What God's doing in the earth today is a huge thing, but not in number. Not in number. Where you see massive crowds piled up, thousands and thousands in these ministries today. They're not preaching the message of the cross. They may say cross every once in a while and they may say Jesus but they're not preaching the message of the cross. The message of the cross is, brings liberty, brings freedom from sin and it also gives us the grace that continues to teach us where our faith has to be. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Watch that. I'm going to read verse 3 again because this is The word of God, this is to the church. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judges them which do such things, and do the same, that you shall escape the judgment of God? Remember, God's not saying that they're out there doing actually what's going on, but them condemning them brings them into a place themselves of condemnation. Because our job is not to condemn. Our job is to preach the message of freedom, which is the message of the cross, not the message of law. If you'll do these three things, God will deliver you. No, that's law. I just gave three rules, three regulations, three law. If you will, God will know. The message is, because Christ did, you can be free. Come to the waters and drink freely. Let the church, let the spirit and the bride say, come to the waters, the living waters, and drink Freely, hallelujah, freely, glory to God. Freely the Lord has given us His Spirit that we might know what things He freely offers us. When you get folk trying to talk about working for it, you've got to do something for it. Even if it's the biblical principle such as study the Word, be in the house of God, give tithes and offerings, be water baptized, glory to God for all these things that are an outer witness and testimony of our salvation. But listen, anybody that comes along telling you you've got to do something, commit one thing, even if it's something biblical, a work you have to actually commit. You have to do. You have to be water baptized. You have to speak in tongues. You have to, anything about you have to, is the law speaking to you through them because they're allowing it to speak to them. The law only speaks to those under it Romans 3.19. Write it down. Don't ever forget it. You're on social media. They're out there trying to sound like they got all this wisdom about the Bible says this and the Bible says that. And they use the scripture, but they use it out of its righteous context they use it as the letter that kills and not the spirit that gives life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Remember, New Testament ministry is of the spirit and it is of righteousness. And righteousness has no other way of entrance, whether it's to be made righteous or it's to bear its fruits outside of faith in the cross every day. Hallelujah. Watch this. Verse 4, Or or do you despise the riches of God's goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? You know what he wants us to see here in this portion of Scripture is that condemning others won't bring them to repentance. It'll only bring them to maybe I'm sorry I got caught, maybe I want to be free, but condemnation... Can't save anybody. Only the goodness of God which leads us to the truth. Look at here. That the goodness of God leads us to repentance. And I said leads us to the truth. The truth is the goodness of God. And it leads us. The message of the cross, the gospel leads us. That's God's goodness. It's the good news of Jesus Christ leads us. Think about that. When you begin to hear the gospel that, yes, you're a sinner, but you can be saved, you can be forgiven and delivered and walk in a place where sin no longer dominates your life, that's the goodness of God. And that is drawing you to repentance. Hallelujah. Now, you have to tie all this in, and we can do that today. We can look over in 2 Timothy, if you will, and you have your Bible. If you don't, that's okay. Just make a note to go uh, back after we're through today uh, and look at these things. 2 Timothy chapter 2, at the very end of chapter 2 in verse 24, the Bible says this, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, remember, the servant of the Lord, Servants of righteousness. Romans chapter 6. That's how we serve God, by serving righteousness. If we can't serve righteousness, we can't serve God. And we can't serve righteousness unless our faith is in that one thing that made us righteous and made us a servant of righteousness. Romans 6. That form of doctrine that freed us from sin. The message of the cross. The good news. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Watch this. The servant of the Lord must not Strive. Must not be caught up striving. There's condemnation in striving. If I think I have to strive, it's because there's some condemnation that I'm under. I don't have to strive. Watch this. But be gentle unto all men, ready to teach, patient. Oh, we have a problem right here, my friends. Oh, we as a church have a problem right here. They just won't believe this gospel, so we just get irate. We get beside ourselves, and sometimes we just begin to condemn. Well, bless God, you're guilty. You're, you're going to hell, Blah blah. and let me tell you something. It's only the goodness of God that leads them to repentance. God's called us to be gentle, ready to teach, patient, Patient, just like God is with us. Oh, how we like to go out and condemn. Oh, don't thank you, don't you do? We go out and we, we fall into a place of condemnation. We forget that God didn't send His Son to condemn us, but to save us. And He's been patient all these years in His long suffering waiting on the day that you would be born as a sinner, live some period of your life in condemnation and guilty and shame and fear, resisting and rebelling against God. But God knew there'd come a day when you'd say, yes, I believe in Christ. I want him to be my Lord. Forgive me of my sins. And God was patient with you. Watch this now. We're in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 24. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men apt to patient in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves you see you and i who know the truth have our faith in the cross we have eyes to see that it's more than a rebellious people opposing god we actually see deeper than that. We have eyes to see as we look through the blood, through the gospel, as the enabled New Testament ministers that we are. That they not only oppose God, but that in opposing God, by opposing the truth of God, they oppose themselves. See, this goes back to the first, or the the, the latter portion of Romans chapter 1. God will turn you over to that reprobate mind that you so long to have and desire if you refuse to retain God in your knowledge. And the word knowledge there is not just in your head, it means the knowledge experientially. If you refuse to live according to God's word, Oh, you can quote scripture all day long. The devil can too. Oh, you can go to church and hear the word preached uh, seven days a week. But if you don't retain the knowledge of God in your experiential life, hallelujah, somebody say amen, amen, then God turns you over to a reprobate mind because not only are you you opposing... See, here's what humanity doesn't know. They think, I'm not going to go God's way. I've got a better way. And they might not say that with their lips, but that's what we do, and that's what we think. I'm not going the way of the Word. I don't need that. I've got a better way. I can do this on my own. And God says when you oppose Him, you're really opposing yourselves. See, that's what the world doesn't know. They're rejecting God because they want to go their own way, but what they don't understand is when you oppose God, God... allows you to and says you are opposing yourself. It's right here in the Word of God. That's why most people don't like the Word of God. It reveals who we are, why we're like we are, but it also reveals the way out of that sinful lifestyle, that bondage of whatever it is, amen. The truth will make you free. His name is Jesus, but it takes his cross for him to be able to make you free, hallelujah. In meekness, verse 25, 2 Timothy chapter 2, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God perhaps will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. There is no true repentance because I'm sorry I sinned. I'm sorry I got caught. Even if I know sin is wrong and I'm sorry I'm sinning. Unless I'm acknowledging the truth, repentance cannot be real. It cannot be true. And the truth is Jesus and what He did at Calvary. Without the cross, there can be no repentance. For the cross of Christ is the very grounds and the right we have to come before God and be able to repent. Because Christ (coughs) and Him crucified is our avenue of repentance Our only avenue of repentance that brings the refreshing of times, the born again state, the the daily mercy, daily grace that we desperately need. Think about that. Just because I get caught in a sin or just because I know that sin is wrong and it's breaking my heart, unless I'm acknowledging the truth, God will not give repentance. Saying I'm sorry to God does not get repentance. Acknowledging the truth gets repentance. There are many people out there today teaching that water baptism is what saves you and without it you can't be saved. That's right. They teach something you have to do. Just because the Bible says in Mark sixteen sixteen, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. They don't understand that that's not speaking of water baptism. It's speaking of baptism into Christ, into his death. Romans 6, 3 says that when we Believed in Christ, we were baptized into his death. Yes, water baptism is good. It is right. It is called for by the word of God, obedient act. But listen, you can't obey God unless you're already saved. See, that was powerful right there. You cannot commit an obedient act before the Lord other than your believing in Christ, for that in and of itself God calls obedience, Romans 6, 17, and 18, the Bible says when you obeyed that form of doctrine. Mm. When you obeyed that form of doctrine that made you free from sin, it made you a, a servant of righteousness. God sees that you became obedient when you believed the gospel. See, that's what folks don't know who are under the law. The law speaks to them. telling them, "What? Well, no, you've got to do something to be saved. No, the law speaks to those who are under the law. Hallelujah. I'm not under the law. I'm under grace. The law doesn't speak to me anymore. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. That's good news. That's liberating to me. Those people who are teaching those false things give no grounds for repentance. Because that's not the truth. The truth is not you got to be water baptized to be saved because that's a work you commit. And doing something can't save you. So it's a misunderstanding they teach of God's Word. And then they go as far if they're off track. The devil will even strengthen their false doctrine and tell them you not only have to be baptized in water to be saved, you've got to be baptized in water in our denomination or, or in the name of Jesus. Some formula. that Works just continue to build. See, that's what works do. Works just keep getting more and more. And the law only speaks to those who are under the law. Don't forget that. Watch this. Verse 25, 2 Timothy chapter 2 again. In meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God perhaps will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. God gives repentance at the acknowledging of the truth. They have to hear the truth. The truth is not you've got to do something to be saved. The truth is you've got to believe what Jesus did to be saved. Amen. The last verse, verse 26, chapter 2, Timothy. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Now that's pretty powerful, my friends. We're about out of time. This is our half-hour sessions that I record Wednesday morning. I'm sorry, Monday morning and Thursday mornings and upload them uh, uh, before lunch. Uh, just about every single week, so avail yourself to these teachings. You need to learn the Word of God. What it says, you need to be able to rightly divide the Word of God. Jesus Christ and His sacrifice is the centerpiece. It is the common denominator. It is the the blood strand that runs from Genesis through Revelation. And unless we see through the cross into the word, we won't hold truth in its righteous context and God will have no option but to only resist us. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all who hold his truth in an unrighteous manner. Righteousness comes by way of faith in the cross. Galatians 2.21. That's Christ in His work. Not our work. His work. Hallelujah. Until next time, be blessed. Know that we're praying for you. Stay determined to know nothing else but Christ and Him crucified. Share these teachings on social media. Get folks to subscribe to my YouTube channel Curtis Hutchinson 316. God bless you. We love you.